welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. I'm not amused. You were like, hello, Missy? I'm like, yes, hello, hello. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And I hung up. (laughs) I'm not doing this. (laughs) Uh, All I could hear was static, but it was like weird like rhythmic static so I knew you must have been talking but I just couldn't hear you Mm-mm, yeah we're not doing that tonight spirit I'm too tired for that <laughs> not tonight I know seriously mm-hmm. the day. what's been going on with you mm, you know just you know <laughs> teaching and trying to keep up with life I tried to like do laundry and stuff tonight I'm absolutely exhausted like I have (laughs) yeah it's fine everything I have have nothing exciting to talk about you I'm sure that you do but (laughs) I do not (laughs) I really don't honestly it's been kind of a a weird vibe um kind of an odd week yeah went by really fast but the vibe is just weird I know all this full moon energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Had our students on just, they were so extra this week. Mm. So extra. Oh, Lord have mercy. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely were. And you did school pictures. Yeah, we did those. Um, what was it last week or last week? I think, gosh, all the days are just flowing together. So I got my little my first little school group like classroom picture and even though I'm not a real teacher yet I'm definitely gonna like hang it up or something you <laughs> I have to memories of my first class and the group of jerks that I teach not all of them I have some really good kids in there that I absolutely love but there's a few that just try me every day just a little bit more and more every day yeah I did tell one of them yesterday because she was supposed to be doing something. And I was like, where's this? And she pointed, it was like, whatever she was supposed to be doing was under a book. And she gave me this look like, she said, it's right there. And I said, oh, absolutely. That's exactly where I told you to put it so that you could work on it, isn't it? And she looked at me and I was like, girl, Petty is my favorite color. Do not start with me. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And some of the other kids were like, what's your favorite color? I was like, don't worry about it. Anyways, You'll moving on. And when you're older. Yeah. Don't play with me. <laughs> kids went home and were like, mom, what color is petty? <laughs> Sorry about me. But listen, they take me there. <laughs> and, so, and you know what? Some of their parents would have laughed at that too. I know. I would have laughed at that. I've been like, mm-hmm. dang. Ew. <laughs> well seriously yeah I told them I said every night when I go home I said I have no voice to speak any longer because you all like like you you take me there every day and I have no voice left I have no voice I feel like I'm struggling to even 
like speak right now. Like my voice sounds all like raspy. It's because I have to try to fight with them all day long, but you have to get that bass in your voice. Oh girl, something. I told them, I was like, I'm not yelling anymore. I said, you have two punishments to pick now. It's either you owe me laps at recess, which means they have to walk around the playground, like not play. They have to do laps around the playground. I said, or a text to your parents. I said, so you can pick. Ooh, I would have taken that. On the board, it says laps and text. So I look at them and I'll go, which one? (laughs) (laughs) And I write their name and draw a little line by it. Mm. Lap or text, honey? Lap or text? Which one? Can you imagine if texting had been around when we were in school? (sighs) Girl, I was living yesterday. I was living because I was like, I'm just going to start texting your parents. So every time one of them would mess up or like a group of them would be talking too much, I would just look at them and then pull my phone out of my pocket and start typing on it. They would start sweating so (laughs) And honestly, half the time I wasn't even texting anybody because I'm not going to text their parents over some, you know, petty nonsense, but they need to know that I will do it. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh my I'm God. not the one. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it that you told that little kid. Petty is my favorite color. She should not listen. She had the wrong one. When she looked at me and pointed that, she was like, it's right there. It was literally under a stack of books after I had told her three times to take out that worksheet. It's right there. (sighs) Mm. Girl. Couldn't be me. (laughs) Gosh. Jackson. (laughs) What'd you say? Jackson knows. (laughs) Oh, he does. I told them today. I said, my three-year-old acts better than some of y'all because he knows I don't play. So don't try me. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I do have some really good ones in there. I really said so for those of you that think I'm just awful to my class, I'm really not. But let me tell you, some of these kids today, <laughs> they don't realize that I'm from P-Town, a.k.a. Portsmouth, and I don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious. We were terrified of our teachers. I know I yeah. was. I mean, it's so funny because yesterday I probably yelled more than any other day. And like four of them gave me a hug as they were leaving to get on their bus. And they've never hugged me before. Mm, they were so, like, you know, they know, they know that I'm strict, but they also know that, you know, I care for them. I just don't want them to be little jerks all the time. You do. You do care for them. That's true. Give me, give me a break. <laughs> Y'all, I have something I absolutely have to share with you guys. Anybody who knows me knows that I love my books and I love to read, but I'm definitely a sucker for a good ghost story mixed with some romance. Recently, I started reading the book Atticus by Leslie Fear, and y'all, I am so hooked. I have been reading this book while I'm waiting at stoplights. It is that juicy, y'all. Leslie also has other paranormal romance novels like Graveyard Watchmen, Easy Fix, and more. So if you're a fan of paranormal romance novels like me, definitely check out Atticus by Leslie Fear and all of her novels. I personally cannot wait to dive into more of her work. So definitely 
check out Leslie's book Atticus on Amazon and all of her work. You do not want to miss out on these juicy, juicy novels, y'all. <laughs> God's sakes. <laughs> what is happening? I'm disconnected this last time and then uh, I sent the first link to you just now and it said that it was unable to connect so I had to send a <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I tried to join and it was like, this recording has ended. I'm like, what is going on? For God's sakes. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> Logan just started crying in his crib. I'm like, Ugh. oh, my God. He just went to bed like 30 minutes ago. Goodness. Give us a break. <laughs> Seriously. Spirit. So we are doing Go Share tonight. Yes, I'm excited to hear this. Yes, and I was, oh, I'm starting to yawn. Good Lord, excuse me. I was able to get a couple of stories. Um, one of them is pretty long, so it's going to take the majority of the time. But I will start with um, a couple of weird ones. The Ooh. first one is from Jennifer. And she says, back in 1990, I moved into a four-bedroom house with my mom in Concord, California. She lived there before I did. I was just starting junior high and I met a girl in school and we became good friends. My mom invited her and her mom to be our roommates, which is kind of interesting, but okay. Yeah. Um, So one night my friend Jessica and her mom came over to check the place out. They had just bought this yellow lab puppy. And so they brought it over and my mom and her mom sat in the living room and my friend and I went into the empty bedroom that was to be hers to play with the puppy. Didn't, It didn't even have curtains on the windows yet and it was very black outside. We had a table lamp on the floor to light the room and we played with the puppy. We started telling stories and I felt the need to tell her of my scary stories that I also grew up with. As I'm getting into one of them, she starts to stand up saying, that's enough, you're freaking me out. So she stands up and goes to the closed door and tries to open it. The whole door handle fell off in her hand. Now you think that you would just be able to put pressure on the door and it would open, but no. So she tried to open it and she couldn't and she freaks out even more, starts kicking the door, banging on it, screaming for her mom to come get her. So I pick up the puppy and I held it in the crook of my left elbow. I tried the door, but it won't budge. So here come her mom and my mom and they push it open easily like nothing had happened to the door. They both come in to see what she's freaking out about, and we're all looking at each other. I then glance down at the puppy and notice a blood drop on its little paw. It wasn't too tiny. It was kind of like if you were to poke your finger and squeeze long enough for the heavy drop to fall off. It was like that size. So I tell the others, and I'm searching all in his hair, but I can't find a scratch anywhere or anywhere the blood had come from. I look at them puzzled, and I went to hand the puppy to the girl's mom, and I noticed that blood was smeared all up and down her inner forearm. I was shocked. She said she wasn't hurt, so she didn't know where the blood had come from. I turned to my mom. She didn't have anything, but my friend Jessica had the blood on her inner forearms, and I had it on mine too. We all stood there looking baffled. We start to leave the room and go down the hallway that leads out to the living room. That's when her mom stopped noticing large blood drops that led from this room out the hallway and into the living room. We followed them as they kept getting bigger into the living room and directly below the living room window. This last drop looked like the size of a baseball. We all looked at each other in shock and looked down again. Suddenly, it was all gone. 
not any trace of it, not on our arms, not on the puppy. It just all vanished in the blink of an eye. Oh my God. That's some like horror movie type stuff. Yeah. I wonder why it was in the, the crook of their arms. Well, no, what she was saying, she was holding the puppy in the crook of her arm. Mm-hmm. But So the first thing when I read it, was okay so the puppy like obviously stepped on something cut itself and then the blood got on you but how would it have been on all the other people that weren't holding the puppy and then why was it down the hallway and why were the blood spots so big yeah then when they looked back down they were all gone the blood was completely gone yeah that's crazy that's weird maybe they peeked into something from the past or right like a dimensional thing yeah i don't know that's crazy all right so i grabbed two well kind of two stories from this guy joey um he's in a paranormal group that i'm in and it's just kind of about all of this weirdness that surrounded his house um when he was living in tucson Oh, wow. Uh, he actually puts like the actual <laughs> location. Says he was living with his last wife in Tucson in a house off of Craycroft and 22nd Street behind the KFC. <laughs> Gosh. Thank so you. So, if anybody's listening in Tucson behind the, excuse me, off of Craycroft and 22nd behind the KFC, the place is really haunted. Oh, gosh. So, he says, one particular night I was walking down the hall and my mo- wife was in the shower. I heard her yelling, stop it, Joe, stop doing that. I opened up the bathroom door and I said, doing what? I was just walking down the hall. She said, well, someone's in the backyard knocking on the window. I saw a shadow of a person there at the same time. And she got really freaked out and scared. The window was about eye level in the shower where she was at. She threw her clothes on really quick and I grabbed the dog and he says, I grabbed a couple of the kids. Okay. I'm hoping these were like older kids and not like, <laughs> well, like toddlers, you know, we proceeded into the backyard. So the backyard apparently had two separate yards, um, the side where she was taking a shower and then the, another gate on the other side, a, a yard area that was like fenced off. Okay. He says, as soon as we opened up the gate, you could sense pure evil. The hair on our body stood up and the dog immediately stopped in his tracks, yelped, then turned around, tucked his tail under his body and ran out of the yard, yelping and crying into the house. As this happened, my wife told me the shadow she had seen in the window looked completely evil and maybe even had horns, but she couldn't make it out too well. It just looked really deformed. We both looked at each other and said something evil is in this backyard. So I told everybody to wait back and I walked the fence line where all the bushes were. The presence was too much for me to handle. It was overwhelming. So I decided to stop looking and turn back. Oh, wow. That was one of just many instances at the house. He also had, I guess he had a, bought like ton, a bunch of fish to put in his fish tank. And right after putting them in, they disappeared. What? Like were no longer there. What? And he said... There, it's not a case. It was so quick. It's not a case where like fish could have eaten them, you know, all of them that fast. He checked in like the little air tubes or whatever, like everywhere. No sign of these fish. Oh my gosh. Dog and cat would hiss at things in the house. 
and nothing that they could ever find. He would go search and see if there was somebody in there. He could never find anything. Stereos and lights would turn themselves off and on and apparitions and black shadows started to appear all over the house. They finally called a psychic in to check everything out. And I guess it didn't help because they finally moved. He thinks whatever was in that house followed them to the next house and they've had to finally seek out a priest to get help. Oh my gosh. It was a whole thing. I, I'm not sick, but it is like, I'm struggling to talk. And when I hit like a certain like <laughs> level of tone, like it's like my voice goes weak. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> that third chakra. Something man. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That is insane. Yeah. Well, the next one is a doozy because I'm going to be honest. Like, I found this one and I saw a little bit of it, but it's a long story. And I was like, oh, my gosh, can I share this? So I finally was going through it um, to, like, type it up. But it's literally, like, eight screenshots long. And I was like, I'm not typing this. So I emailed it to myself and started to read it. I was like, this guy must be a writer because it is very well written. But apparently there at the end, it'll kind of explain like why he worded the story like this, but it's pretty cool. Okay. So, his name is Chris. Um, it really sounds like he's reading out of a book. So I was skeptical. But then when I got to the end, I was like, oh, this is really a cool story. Let me take a sip of my wine. Hold on. Okay. So hopefully like lubricate my throat so that I can actually talk. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like I have laryngitis. What's happening? Okay. Those bad kids all day making me yell. Okay, Chris, he says, um, all the story is true with more to it than I can relay here. Back in the early 2000s, I purchased a dilapidated house in my hometown for my great aunt. No one had lived in it since her brother had passed in the house a few years prior, so it had sat vacant until I moved in. Do I sound like I'm struggling to talk to you or is it just me feeling that way? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Oh yeah. my God, <clears throat> what's happening? Yeah, a little bit. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. It sat vacant until I moved in. The home sat in a neighborhood with intersecting streets, which allowed the neighbors to see every side of the house, which will be important to remember later. With its location and large half-acre yard of untended tall grass and two dirt driveways, the house dominated the middle of the neighborhood. You know that house the neighborhood kids would throw rocks at and tell stories about? That was my house. Oh, wow. The house's dark brown paint appeared black at sunset, giving the house with its many tall vintage knee-height style windows a sinister appearance. Mm. A small two-story box of a house, it was originally a cottage converted into a home over time by the previous family living there. Okay. I, <clears throat> sorry, I feel like this is getting worse. <laughs> it's getting hard to breathe, like not nasally, but I'm just wondering if like... <clears throat> Maybe ask your spirit people to back everybody up in the room. Yes, because I'm going to tell my own story after this, one that you know that I'm not sure if we shared and we might have, but I'm wondering if this is related to that, <clears throat> if this person's trying to come through. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. <sighs> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> 
The aging roof had sagged from the passage of time, looking like an old, well-ridden horse with the sides pushing outwards towards the top of the second floor. The structure had a sinister and foreboding look, but my 20-something enthusiasm overrode my senses. I was in love with the first taste of freedom that only comes with having your own place. You can banish evil with a fresh coat of white paint, right? (laughs) I swear this is like a book or a movie. Um, I started working on the house immediately and tried to ignore the feelings of constantly being watched. Over the following months, many old old walls were torn down, rotting old windows replaced, and bright new paint decorated the well-worn well-worn rooms. And so when reading that, my first thought was, okay, now you're stirring up all this energy by doing all of this like housework. Yep. So of course the spirits are just like, all right, (laughs) bet. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Okay. The floor still creaked eerily, no matter what I tried. However, The feelings of dread that had hit me from the first time I saw it had persisted and even grew stronger. Small white orbs and shadows were being seen in various rooms, and I didn't believe in ghosts. Small items went missing or moved. My name was called in a whispering voice. Heavy footsteps coming from the second floor could be heard by myself and my friends to the point you could follow their direction. It sounded like pacing, but every time we ran upstairs, nothing was there. I never ventured into the basement at night. It's walls covered with ancient animal traps and huge lumberjack saws. God. Cold spots begin to follow me around the house. One hot summer night while playing video games, the area right beside me became so cold I could almost see my breath. Getting more phenomena by the week, I decided to start spending more time away from the house, working longer hours and going out with friends. It was at this time the neighborhood got a taste of what I was experiencing. By late summer that year, I had gutted the second floor, removing all the walls and replacing the windows. A series of work lights hung in each of the four upstairs rooms, each connected by a pow- to a power strip by extension cords. A push of a button would flood each room with light. With no blinds or shades, I could easily be seen from the big windows by the neighbors, me often working late into the night. Until that weekend. <laughs> I had been going out with my friends on the weekends, and that weekend was like any other at first. I locked up and shut off all the lights except for the front room and a porch light before heading out to dinner and a movie with a friend. I came home around midnight to the house fully ablaze with every light in the house on. A thorough check of the house and property came back empty. No one was there. I got my answer the next day. It was Saturday, so I went out to get my mail like usual, and when I stopped to open my mailbox, an old woman who lived across the street called to me. She had been my uncle's neighbor for over 30 years and wanted to tell me what she had seen the night before. She related that, or relayed that about an hour after sundown, the lights had started to go on. One by one, starting with the kitchen, the lights came on in what looked like someone walking from room to room, switching them on. My mouth was wide open when she told me that, but what made me turn cold was what she thought she saw turning on the lights. As the upstairs lights each came on, she said she saw a tall black shape move from room to room. The shape appeared to be pacing, and as it turned towards her side of the street, she said it had peered out with what looked like glowing red eyes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm ex-law enforcement and not easily frightened, but I almost fell over when she told me that. I ran back to the house with a sinking sense of dread in my stomach. 
panicking, I walled off the first floor from the rest of the house. I slept on a futon in the living room with the lights on and TV, not daring to visit the rest of the house after night fell. By now, all of my friends were either questioning my sanity or too afraid to visit since they had seen or heard things too. My mother came to visit soon after hearing about what happened, what the neighbor told me. She advised me to get a dog for companionship since she thought I was simply getting lonely from cabin fever. (laughs) My God. This is a very long story. So just, you know, get a drink and a snack because we're not done. (laughs) Speaking of, take a sip. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know. Seriously, my mouth is getting dry. Um, (laughs) I I relented and bought a German shepherd puppy my mother named Candy which is not the name I would pick for a German shepherd, but that's okay. That's beside the point. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. Okay. The dog was skittish from the first day I brought her home, refusing to leave the walled off first floor finished areas. Growing in several months to be a huge 120 pound police dog. She would still stay by the door frame to the second floor, peering up the stairs and growling at something unseen. Even with the presence of the dog, the scratching heard from the walls continued. With even an attack dog afraid of what was in the house, I was starting to lose it. It was at, this gives me such, um, what is that? Amityville vibes, kind of? Yes. I don't know why. Yes, I agree. All right. It was at this point my anxiety had it and a genetic condition caused me to collapse and almost die. I suffered a near-death experience, something to this day that is hard to explain. I came home following the near-death experience to find the house had somehow lightened up and softened towards me. The dread had eased and my dog would follow me around the second floor. Between that experience and the haunting, I began to research the paranormal, becoming obsessed with shows like The Ghost Hunters. Mm. It was at this time, isn't that his, you know, what's his name show? Or is it something else? Oh, he's Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures, sorry. Yeah. Jack Saggins. Um, it was, <laughs> sorry about me. Um, it was at this time something happened that would change my life forever. <laughs> oh, oh, here's a throwback. Get ready. Buckle oh. up. I had joined MySpace. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> he says I'm dating myself. <laughs> My goodness, have you taken your Centrum Silver tonight? Because it's time. Hey, um, uh, if uh, if you had a MySpace account, you might need Ben Gay by now. Right. Like, if you had a MySpace account, then that halftime show definitely put some put your knees to work. Um, <laughs> that, what did I say? My, did I say MySpace? I meant Super Bowl. Good Lord. I can't even. I'm reading. Sorry, Super Bowl halftime show. Good God. Somebody <laughs> save me from myself right now. I'm literally, I can't take my eyes off of MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. I'm serious. Um, okay. So it says, I joined MySpace to both stay in touch with friends and meet new people. One night after sharing my near-death experience on MySpace, a woman responded to my post. She was a psychic medium and had deep knowledge of spirit activity, telling me the ghost shows were negative and mostly fake. Bingo. Um, (laughs) Sorry about us. (laughs) Um, Intrigued, I began a friendship with her, eventually inviting her over to see what I was talking about. 
Even before she walked inside, the air in the house became very heavy. The dog was cowering in a corner. She walked the first floor the whole time looking up at the ceiling. When I tried to show her the second floor, the dog whined in the corner and refused to budge. The huge dog stared at the upstairs door, her eyes going wide as she appeared to be seeing something we couldn't. The psychic took a long pause before she spoke. When she finally found her voice, she calmly said, Oh God, here we go. There is a demon in this house. <clears throat> we're going to, yes. Okay. We're just going to keep going. Let's, we're not going to address that. It was then that I regretted giving up drinking. <laughs> Sorry. What followed were intense sessions to cleanse the house. We smudged and prayed in every room, including the dark basement. When we finished, the medium explained that my uncle had been a World War II vet and had brought back negative energy from the battlefield. Okay. His trauma and isolation over the years increased the negativity until a demon was able to take up residence in the dwelling, feeding off of my uncle until he died of old age. After the medium had vanished, finished sorry not vanished finished it was like a completely different space the sun shone brightly in the windows and the dog no longer was afraid to run around and play it was over and it completely changed my perception of reality in the process so did i live happily ever after following the house clearing the medium and i would bond over the experience and eventually be married oh my gosh a match made in paranormal heaven you could say that's right we sold the house shortly after our first child was born and moved to another state to be closer to her relatives. Within a few years, the house had been torn down to subdivide the lot and build new homes on it. The dark house in the corner was finally gone. My wife eventually became known as one of the best rescue mediums in the world. She's had appearances on many internet, radio, and TV shows. She's also an author of two mediumship books, one of which was considered to be made into a TV show. To this day, we still love to tell the story of how we met in a haunted house. Truth is stranger than fiction. That is awesome. I know. And I was like, that's really cute. That was the longest story ever. And I'm so sorry. So if you're still with us, thank you. <laughs> that was really cute. Yeah. But Lord, what a roller coaster ride he took us on. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know that I would have stuck it out that long. So he is definitely a trooper. <laughs> that's right but you know what if you think about you know some men are stubborn and don't like to acknowledge the fact that you know some of these things exist so that's right they would it's my house i'm paying for it i'm staying here and i would be like uh i don't need to find a hotel can we acknowledge that man voice that you just did um, was it good yeah really good i liked it it's probably because my voice is so ridiculous right now. But you know what? I don't feel unable to speak right now after I finish that story. I think it was the subject matter and spirit. I don't need them to back up. Mm -hmm. I'm, not I'm not the one. It's funny because uh, like about 10 minutes before we started recording, I started having this really weird like coughing fit. Oh. And I'm not sick. Um, it was almost like, you know, when you get like dust or like you inhale the wrong way and it goes down the wrong pipe. Yeah. It was like that, but I mean, it persisted until like the first few minutes right before we started recording. Of course. Yeah. It's weird. 
Um, did we, <clears throat> I feel like we may have talked about this, so I might not even need to bring it up. Did we discuss what happened when that spirit showed up in my classroom and followed me to the other room? Uh, you talked about how that other teacher sensed oh, yeah. that spirit also. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to tell the story now. Oh, I couldn't remember if we talked about it or not, but I was going to talk about it. You can tell it again if you want. Well, okay. Ah. If you insist. So I don't know if you've already heard this. I'm sorry about me, but my brain, I can't fit with so much in there right now. Um, so when I started teaching, I feel like it was at the beginning, like the very beginning. Um, I was in my classroom and I realized like there's this little black table by the front door of my classroom. And I felt like there was a man leaning against it with his arms crossed. And I was like, who is this? Like, why, why am I, you know, seeing this person? And so they were kind of leading me to believe that they knew somebody like a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to mention it. Cause I was like, this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but I ended up mentioning it. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. But do these things like resonate with you? And it was like an orange wristband and like a couple other things. I can't even remember what it was. And he was like, yeah, they do. And I'm like, okay, well, I think there's some person here. And I feel like I was like, I think their name starts with a C or something. And it just so turned out that that was what their name was. Um, and it happened to be, I guess, the anniversary right around of his passing. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just looked out my window and this chain is like swaying back and forth. But oh, none of the leaves on the tree in front of it are moving. So I'm a little should not be sitting in front of my giant window right now when it's dark outside. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this person's here and they want to relay a message and blah, blah, blah. And so pretty much this message was not um, well received um, because of who the person was. So I tried to kindly tell the spirit, okay, well, no one wants to talk to you right now. (laughs) And I have to go to a planning meeting. So please see yourself out. So I get to the planning meeting and I sit down and I kind of like felt a little like, hmm. Like something's awry. So one of the teachers walks in late and she sits down and all of a sudden she like abruptly turns around and was like, she was like, oh my God, I swear somebody just walked up behind me. And at that moment, moment, I knew that that person had followed me into that room after I'd asked them not to. And, you know, was just not finished with me apparently. They always do exactly what you tell them not to do in the And this one too, like you had told me before about how they kind of like, you know, some of them will be like flirty with you in spirit. Yes. And it's just the most awkward thing because I was like, why is this guy like winking at me? (laughs) Like like, what's happening? Can you get away from me, sir? I I need some personal space. But it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, why is this guy like eyeing me? I'm like, am I making this up? Like what's happening? No, I wasn't making it up. It was happening. I swear when I die... I'm going to make a point. I mean, I don't, I don't want to become earthbound. I don't want to stay here too long, but I swear I'm going to find somebody that can see me and I'm going to mess with them. Rude. I'm serious. I'm going to do it as many spirits. 
you know, we've interacted with and crossed over and, and helped, I swear I'm going to find somebody and like turn their lights off and on or something. <laughs> You're going to find your Oda Mae Brown from Ghost. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm Henry the Eighth. I am Henry the Eighth. I am. Oh, Patrick Swayze. I got married to the widow next door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. I can't believe I was watching that movie as like, you know, a child in the 90s and just loved that movie. I haven't watched it in years, but I, I need to go back and watch it because I'd be interested to see how the whole interaction with him really goes down, you know? It's pretty cool. Like if you it, think. Yeah, it's been so long since I've watched that movie. I saw it not too long ago. It's always on cable. Right. People keep asking me lately, do you watch such and such like paranormal uh, paranormal shows? And I'm like, no. Yeah. They're all for show. I can't watch any like ghost movies or like shows. I just, I'm not here for the phoniness of some of it. Yeah, seriously. I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. These um, stories. Yeah, they were pretty good. Um, that last one was really long. Sorry, y'all. I liked it. It was good. It was good. It had a cute little, like, bright, you know, happy sunshine and butterfly ending. So that's really cute. Make sure I can sleep tonight after telling that one. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go ground and protect my energy before I get in that bed. Lord Jesus. Seriously. Hey, you're not, and I'm gonna have to do the same. Yeah. Well, guys, this was awesome. Find us on Facebook. We, uh, we are not on Twitter. Um, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Please, somebody help me. Somebody save me for myself right now. <laughs> TikTok. Uh, Facebook. TikTok. Uh, YouTube. Instagram. And email us your stories. Ghosties podcast. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Send us your stories, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to see myself out now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bye.